Hello, this is Upendo Books. Thank you for joining us for the first 10 pages. Today we're going to be looking at A Brief History of Seven Killings, a novel by Marlon James. This is the winner of the Man Booker Prize. I know I was 14. That me know. I also know that too many people talk too much, especially the American who never shut up, just wish to a laugh every time he talk about you. And it sounds strange how we put the name beside people we never hear about. Alende Lumbamba, a name that sounds like a country like Kunta Kinte come from. The American, most of the time, hide in my with sunglasses, like he a preacher from America come to talk black people. Him and the Cuban come sometimes together, sometimes on their own. When one talk, the other always quiet. The Cuban don't fuck with guns. Because guns always need to be needed, he'd say. And I know we used to sleep on a cot. And I know that my mother was a whore. And my father was the last good man in the ghetto. And I know we watched our big house on Hope Road for days now. And at one point, you could come to talk to us like you was Jesus. And we was Iscariot. And you need as if to say on with your business. And you do what you have to do. But I can't remember if me see you or if somebody told me that I see you so that me think I see it too. You stepping out on the back porch, eating a slice of breadfruit. She coming out of nowhere like she have serious business outside at the time of night and shocked, so shocked that you don't have no clothes on. Then she reach for your fruit because she want to eat it even though Rasta don't like when women lose and you both get to midnight raving. And I grab myself and rave too for me to sing it or hearing it. And then you write a song about it. The boy from Concrete Jungle on the same girly green scooter come for four days at eight in the morning and four in the evening for the brown envelope until the new security squad start to turn him back. We know about that business too. In the eight lanes in Copenhagen City, all you can do is watch. Sweet talking voice on the radio say that crime and violence have taken over the country and if change ever gonna come, then we'll have to wait and see. But all we can do here in eight lanes is see and wait. And I see shit water run free down the street and I wait. And I see my mother take two men for $20 each and one more who paid 25 to stay in instead and pull out and I wait. And I watch my father get so sick and tired of her that he beat her like a dog. And I see the zinc on the roof rust itself brown. And the rain butter hole in it like foreign cheese. And I see seven people in one room and one pregnant and people fucking anyway because people so poor that they can't afford shame. And I wait. And the little room gets smaller and smaller. And more sister and brother cousin come from country, the city getting bigger and bigger. And there be no place for rubber dub or cut you shit. And no chicken back to curry. And even when there still is cost too much money and that little girl gets stabbed because they get to lunch every Monday. And the boys, like me getting older, they're not in school very regular and can't read Dick and Jane but no Coca-Cola and want to go to a studio and cut a time and sing hit songs and ride the rhythm out of the ghetto. But Copenhagen City and the eight lanes both too big 
And every time you reach the edge, the edge move ahead of you like a shadow until the whole world is a ghetto and you wait. I see you hungry and waiting and know it's just luck. You loafing around the studio and Desmond Decker telling the man to give you a break. And he give you a break because he hear the hunger in your voice before you even sing. You cut a tune, but not a hit song. Too pretty for the ghetto, even then. For we pass the time when prettiness make everybody's life easy. We see you hustle and trying to talk your way from 12 inches taller, and we want to see you fail. And we know nobody would want to see you become a rude boy anyway, for you look like a schemer. And when you disappear to Delaware and come back, you try sing the ska, but ska already left the ghetto to take up residence uptown. Ska take the plane to foreign to show white people that it's just like the twist. Maybe that make the Syrian and the Lebanese proud, but when we see them in the newspaper posing with their air hostess, we're not proud, just stunned, stupid. You make another song, this time a hit, but one hit can bounce you out the ghetto when you're recording hits for a vampire. One hit can make you into Skeeter Davis or the man who sing them gunfighter ballads. But the tomboy like me drop out to my mother. She give up. Preacher says there's a godshed void in everybody's life. But the only thing ghetto people can fill a void is with the void. 1972 is nothing like 1962. And people still whispering for they could never shout when the Artie Jennings dead all of a sudden. He take the dream with him. The dream of what I don't know. People stupid. The dream didn't leave. People just don't know a nightmare when they're right in the middle of one. More people start moving to the ghetto because Delroy Wilson just sing that better must come. And the man who would become prime minister sing it too. Better must come. Man who looked like white man but chat bad like nagger when they have to singing better must come. Women who dress like queen, who never care about the ghetto before it swell and burst and Kingston singing, better must come, but worst come first. We see and wait. Two men bringing guns to the ghetto. One man showed me how to use it, but the ghetto people used to kill each other long before that. With anything we could find, stick, machete, knife, ice pick, soda bottle, kill for food, kill for money, Sometimes a man get killed because he look at another man in a way he didn't like. And killing don't need no reason. This is ghetto. Reason is for rich people. We have madness. Madness is walking up a good street downtown and seeing a woman dress up in the latest fashion and wanting to go straight up to her and grab her bag, knowing that it's not the bag of the money that we want so much, but the screen. When she see that you jump right in her pretty face up, and you could slap the happy right out of her mouth and punch the joy right out of her eye and kill her right there and rape her before or after you kill her because that's what rude boys like we do to decent women like her. Madness that make you follow a man in a suit down King Street where poor people never go and watch him throw away a sandwich chicken. You smell it and wonder how people can be so rich that they use chicken just to put in between so-so bread and you pass the garbage and see it still in the foil and still fresh, not brown with the other garbage and no fly on it yet and you think maybe and you think yes but you think you have to just to see what chicken tastes like with no bone but you say you're not no madman and the madness in you is not crazy people madness but angry madness because you know the man threw it away because he wanted you to see it 
and you promise yourself one day, rude boy, going to start walking with a knife, and next time I go and jump him and carve sucker fish right out of his chest. But you know, boy like me can't walk downtown for long before we get pounced on by Babylon. Police only have to see me. That I don't have no shoes before they say what the blood clot you nasty niggas doing around decent people and give me two choices. Run and they give me chase into one of them lanes that cut through the city so that he can shoot me in private. Plenty shots in the magazine so at least one bullet must hit. Or stand down and get beat up right in front of decent people. Him swinging a baton and knocking me up the side of my teeth, cracking my temple so I can never hear good out that ear again and saying... Let that be less than ever to take your dirty, stinking ghetto self uptown again. And I see them, and I wait. But then you come back, even though nobody know when you leave. Women want to know why you come back, when you can always get nice things like Uncle Ben's rice in America. We wonder if you're there, go and sing hit songs. Some of we keep watching as you shift through the ghetto like small fish in big river. We know your game now, but didn't see it then. How you friend up the gunman here, the Rasta with them big sound there and this bad man and the rude boy and even my father so everybody know enough to like you but not enough to remember to recruit you you sing just about anything anything get a hit even stuff that you know and nobody else care about and I love her because Peter Prince Buster cover you won't see me and get himself a hit use what you have even a melody that's not yours and you sing it hard and sing it long and sing it yourself straight out the ghetto. By 1971, you're already on TV. By 1971, I shoot my first shot. I was 10 and ghetto life don't mean nothing. It's nothing to kill a boy. I remember the last time my father tried to save me. He run home from the factory. I remember because my face reached the chest and we both stand and he panting so hard like a dog. The rest of the evening we're in the house. On we knee and toe is a game, he said, too loud and too quick. Who stand up first lose, he said. So me stand up because me tanned and he's a big boy and tired of game. But he yelled and grabbed me and thumped me in the chest. And me huff and me puff and breathing so hard that I want to cry. I want to hate him. But then the first one slipped through like nobody fling gavel and it bounced against the wall. And then the next and the next. And then they ripped right across the wall. Pop! Except the last bullet that hit the pot with the bang and then six, seven, twenty blast into the wall like <laughs> And he grabbed me and he tried to cover my ears, but he grabbed so hard that he didn't realize that he digging into my eye and I hear the bullet and the pop 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 and then whoosh, whoosh, and feel the floor shake. And women scream and men scream and boys scream in a way where life cuts short. And you can hear the scream get lost in blood rushing from the throat up to the mouth, a gargle, a choke. And he hold me down and gag my scream and I want to bite him hand. So he bite him hand because it also covering my nose and please Papa don't kill me. But he's shaking. And I wonder if it's death shake. And the ground shaking again on feet. Feet all around, men running and passing and passing and running and laughing and screaming and shouting and the men in the eight lanes all going dead. Daddy pushed me down flat on the ground and covered me with himself, but him so heavy and my nose hurt and he smelled of car engine and in knee or something in my back and the floor tastes bitter and I know it's the red polish and I want to get him to get off and me hate him for everything and sound it covered in stockings 
And when he finally get off me, people outside screaming, but there's no pop, 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 or whoosh, pop. But he crying, and I hate him. Two days later, my mother come back laughing because she know her new dress is the one pretty thing in this whole clock ghetto. And he see her because he didn't go to work, because no one feels safe to walk the streets. And he go right after her and grab her and say, Bumbakla, hoangal. You can smell man stinking cop cheese upon you. He grab her by the hair and punch her in the belly and she screamed that he not no man so he can't even fuck a flea and him say, oh, is the fuck you want? And he say, make me find a cock big enough for you and he grab her by the hair and drag her into the room and be watching from under the sheet where he put me to hide just in case a bad man come in the night and he grab a broomstick and he beat her from the head to the foot and from back and she's screaming until a whipping and then moaning and he can say, you want a big cocky? Me give you a big cocky, you puss cloth whore. And he take the broomstick. He spread open her legs by kicking them apart. They grab my father, three of them. But my father fight, fight them like a man, even punch them like John Wayne in the movie. Like how a real man's supposed to fight. But he's one and he's three and soon four. The fourth one come in only when they beat my father like a smashed tomato. And he say, me name funny boy. Me next in line to be the Don. But you know, what's your name? You know what your name? Me say, your name pussy old? And my mother laugh, but it come out like a wheeze. And funny boys say, you think because you work in the factory, you hot? Is me get, you work in the factory, and me can't take away your pussy old? You know what your name is, pussy old? Your name in farmer. And he tell everybody to leave. And he say, No, I call me funny boy, cause me no take no f joke. Even in the dark, funny boy lighter than everybody else, but him skin always red, like blood always right under the skin, or like white people who stay in the sun too long, and it might gray like a cat. And funny boy tell my father that he's going to die now, right now. But if you make him feel good, he can live like them lying and born free. He would only have to leave the ghetto. And he say, only one way you're gonna live. He say other things, but he... My mother run back and start to laugh and kick my father and funny boy go up her and shoot her in the face. She fall right on top of me, so when he say he find the little boy, they look everywhere but under my mother. Funny boy say, can you imagine little batty boy say him with me and like a bull cat? Can you imagine that? The house quiet. He pushed my mother off and happy that it's dark, but I can't leave because they might catch me, so I sit and wait. As I wait, my father on the floor by the door, and he get up and come over to me and say English is the best subject in school because even if you get a job as a plumber, nobody gonna give you work if you chat bad, and chatting good is everything before learning a trade. And that man must learn to cook even though his woman things and he's talking and he's talking too much, just like he always talk too much and sometimes he talks so loud that I wonder if the next door the people hear and learn from him too. But no, he's still on the ground and he's telling me to run, to run now because they're going to come back to take them, cloak shoes off of them and whatever else in the house that's worth anything that they will tear down. He over at the door, leave the clerks off, but see him head. The clock's too big and I clip, clip, clop, clip, clop to get over to the back of the house 
with nothing outside but old railway and bush and me trip over me damn hole. <laughs> the clerk's too big to run, so me take them off and run through the bush and broken bottle and fire and not yet put out and dead in the railway taking me out the eight lanes and I run and hide in the maca bush until the sky go orange then pink then gray and then the sun put out in the mist when we see three truck drive by nothing but men in them I run until I reach the garbage lands nothing but waste and junk and shit stretching for miles nothing but what uptown people throw out rubbish rising high the hill and valley and dunes like the desert ever burning and I still running and I don't stop until me see ghetto again on a roadblock by a truck and I run under the truck and still running and a man shouting a woman screaming and the house them look different closer tighter and I running and some men come out with the machine gun a woman scream that is just a boy and he bleeding and something tripped me up and me fall and me start to bawl out and two men come up to me and one point a gun at me wheezing now like my daddy doing him sleep and the man with the gun come up to me and shout, Where you from? You smell like one of them eight lanes bati men. And the other man say, Picky that in blood upon him and say, If the man shoot you, boy, I can't talk. Homie can say, Clark's is good, shoot. Clark's is good, shh. And the man with the gun go click and somebody shout, That blood clad Josie Wales love fire guns, so. And not everyone solve by a blam blam and both men step away from me but plenty gather including the women and they open a space like Moses just part the Red Sea and he stepped toward me and stopped shot the sheriff killing him no now him no no sable body man ration he say must be eight lanes birth control everybody laugh see mom and daddy can't say anything else but he nod and understand you wanna kill him back he say and I want to say for my father, but not my mother. But all I say is, and I nod hard like I just hit, hit, got hit in the head and can't talk. He say soon, soon, and call the woman over. And she tried to pick me up, but I grabbed my Clarks and the man laughed. He's a big man and wearing a white mesh merino that glow in the street light and light up him face. Most of it hiding in him beard, but not in my eyes. For them big and always glow too. And he smiles so much and you barely notice how thick him lips be or that when he stops smiling and him chicks, chinks, chick, chick, cheek sink and him beard cut him in the face like a sharp V and him eyes stare at you cold. The man say, let him know that this is no ghetto dog that live over here in Copenhagen City. Then he look at me like he can talk without saying anything and I know that he's saying something that he can use. He said, get this boy some coconut water. And the woman said, yes, Papa Lo. Thank you for listening. That is a brief history of seven killings, a novel by Marlon James. See you next time.